This is Survivor to Thriver with Chelsea Quint. Thank you for being here. Hello, friend, and welcome back to Survivor to Thriver with me, your host, Chelsea Quint. As always, I am so happy and grateful and excited that you are here. So excited that I will sing to you. Just kidding. That's the extent of my singing. I have many talents, but singing is not really one of them. Today, I want to talk to you about transformation. And it's something that I've been feeling into a lot of late. This idea of transformation, and especially because I see and interact with and engage with a lot of people, men, women, who call themselves and want to really embody this idea of being a transformational coach, a transformational healer, of being able to help people create a transformation in their lives, right? In their lives, their businesses, and ideally a transformation that lasts, right? Because this is, I think, one of the big challenges I see in the personal development world, the coaching world, is that You get into a program, you sign up for a course, you get a book, whatever, and you're like on it. You're so excited when things first get started. You're like, you're, you're ready. You're into it. And right. You go through the course or you go through the content, you go through the process. But so often there's this funky power dynamic where you are maybe not even super consciously But there's this energy, this texture, this underlying belief that the coach or the container or the course or the therapist or the workshop or the retreat or the whatever, right? The external thing is the cause of the transformation. And really pause to feel into that, right? Where have you invested in yourself, bought a book? signed up for a class, signed up for a workshop, signed up for a program, or even, hell, like bought a crystal, uh, done some smudging with sage or Palo Santo, right? Like bought a journal, right? Any of these things, where have you made some kind of investment, some kind of commitment that indicated a desire for transformation where you were actually giving your power away to that thing? Really, really feel into that. What investments have you made in yourself? And not just money, money too, but like time investments, money investments, energy investments, attention investments. What investments have you made in yourself that have really been from that kind of disempowered place of, oh, this course is going to be the thing that changes me? This coach, this healer, this certification, this crystal, whatever. Because here's the thing, when you go into anything with that mindset, you're keeping yourself in this slightly powerless, slightly victim-y consciousness. 
You're giving away your power to something outside of you. And that's something really funky that I see all the time in personal development. And let's be real, it's a solid marketing, like it's a solid business setup, right? If you are not 100% confident in abundance, in there being more than enough, right? If I wasn't 100% confident in there being more than enough people for me to serve with my courses, my podcast, my private coaching, right? If I wasn't 100% certain that I'm good, my financial needs are taken care of, I have more than enough, I have overflow, if I wasn't 100% confident in that, then it would make an awful lot of sense for me to be like, here, sign up for this thing and give you just enough to feel really good, but not be so in your power that you wouldn't feel like you still needed me. That would be smart business-wise, right? It's like any other addiction. So really take a sec. Are you addicted to personal development? Addicted from a place of powerlessness, right? Not committed to investing in yourself and bettering yourself consistently and recognizing that the healing and the work is ongoing, right? There's a very big difference between being committed to your personal development and continually growing, right? Like I always am. I'm always reading additional books. I'm always listening to new podcasts. I'm always learning and growing so that I can continue to serve you, so I can, can, can continue to serve my clients, right? But there was a very marked difference in my success the moment I started investing from a place of worthiness rather than a place of brokenness. The moment I started investing in myself from a place of empowerment, empowered decision-making, making an empowered choice to say, yes, I am investing in this program and here's what it's going to mean for my life, my business, my money, my sex life, my body, my marriage. Here's what it's going to mean about the quality of life, the quality of business, the quality of legacy that I get to have. When I started making investments from that place, oh my God, Five figures like that, boom. I hit the five-figure investments. I started getting the engagement that I wanted in my audience. I started feeling the inspiration and the excitement and the fulfillment from my work that, frankly, I lost for a little bit there in my entrepreneurial journey. I lost that connection. I kept going because I knew somewhere inside of me, like, okay, Chelsea, we know the big vision. We know we have a message. We know we have people we need to help but I definitely lost it for a little bit there. (laughs) But the moment that I started really shifting into empowered decision-making, empowered investing, empowered action, things really changed. And that's what I want to impart for you this episode. One of the big things, right? Is that truly lasting transformation starts with you choosing empowered action, empowered decision-making, empowered choice over disempowered choice. It starts with you having the awareness of where you are making disempowered choices, where you are leaning into excuses. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to blow up a really big one for you. Actually, no, two. Let's do two. 
Let's do two really big ones, money and time. These are the two biggest band-aids that I see for staying small. The two biggest excuses. Okay, so let's start and then I'm gonna talk, I'm, we're gonna blow up these two excuses around and basically demonstrate to you where and why and how the excuse that I don't have enough money to do the things I want to invest in myself is for most people flawed. It's generally speaking, not about the money. It's about something deeper. It's about worthiness, right? And that saying, I'm not going to invest in something. I'm not going to do something that I want to do because of money is most often a disempowered choice, right? And we can get it to an empowered choice. I'll walk you through that. Same thing with time. And then we're going to walk through the three key components that you need to create lasting transformation. Okay. You might want to take notes. All these episodes lately, guys, they've been fire. These are some note-taking episodes. You guys are getting some of my best stuff. Just imagine what happens when we work together. Imagine for a moment if this is how good the podcast is. So money and time. All right. So let's say, for example, right, you want transformation. Think about something in your life right now that you want to transform. Maybe it's the three main areas that I work in, right, are kind of your relationship to yourself, right, self-worth, the inner healing work, relationship to self, your body, how you show up, confidence, all of that, right, how much fun you have, how much worthiness you have, all of those relationship to self components, right, body, spirituality, all that. Then your relationships, right, relationship to love. This for me is both sisterhood, brotherhood, community, as well as intimacy, romantic relationships. Or the other one, legacy, which is business, career, impact, influence, income. Everything that falls under legacy, right? Feel into one of those areas that you are most frustrated with right now. And if you're like, Chelsea, I need all of it. I got you, right? But feel into, pick one of those areas, right, that you want transformation on right now. And what is something that you've been looking at? If you are listening to my podcast, then you are in the world to some extent of personal development, right? What is some program or book or certification or retreat, right? What is some tangible investment that you've been avoiding? What is that thing that you'd want to do? And you keep looking at the website or you keep looking at that Instagram account or you keep looking at that trip or that retreat, right? What is some big leap that you have been holding back on? But that you keep thinking about that you keep wanting, okay? And what is the excuse, right? Let's say money is the excuse, okay? Say it's one of my programs, right? Divine Desires. It is a multiple thousand dollar investment, right? Oh, but I don't have the money. Okay. Let's really look at that. I don't have the money. Because frankly, my friend, most people don't have the money. We live in a really warped society when it comes to money because most people's relationship to money is really funky. It's based in a lot of fear, scarcity, lack, shame, based in a lot of negative emotions, the way most of us relate to money. 
And if you pay attention to the political, socioeconomic state of the world, there's a lot of really warped stuff, right? It's the 98% has the least amount, or whatever, the 1%, 2% has the most. You guys know what I'm saying, okay? So many, many people are living paycheck to paycheck. Many, many people, right? And the people who have, the people like me, who have created more than enough, have created financial abundance, financial freedom, financial flexibility, have been able to pay off debt faster than seems reasonable, have been able to create um, large amounts of wealth and income faster than seems reasonable or in ways that seem crazy, right? How did we do that? We decided to bet on ourselves. We decided to figure it out and act in a way that was different than the way that created the circumstance that we've been living in. That's it. That's the key. How did we do it? We decided to do it. We invested in ourselves, bet on ourselves. And frankly, for a lot of us, we put enough on the line. We invested enough in ourselves that we're like, whew, okay, (laughs) I guess I better show up. I guess I better do the uncomfortable thing because the alternative is going back to the way things were and now I have this investment to pay off. Guess I better show up. And so let's really, okay, let's look at the money thing, okay? Say you have, there's this $1,000 investment you want to make. You want to... You want to buy a new car, you want to take a trip, you want to help your parents out, do something for your kids, whatever. There's a $1,000 investment you want to make, but the story is I don't have enough money. I don't have enough. I don't have the money. Let's imagine that all of a sudden you had an emergency, a medical emergency, or your kiddo or your dog had a medical emergency and needed surgery, like this was a life or death type situation, right? And the surgery is $1,000. What are you going to do? Just say like, ooh, bye pup, it's been real. Put them down. Maybe. Maybe some of you would. I sure as hell would not. (laughs) But maybe some of you would, right? Or if it's your kiddo. For the most part, the answer is I would figure it out. Right? If an unexpected expense that was like really you saw the necessity and value in it came up, you would figure it out. Would you suddenly have the money? No. If you really, if you don't have the extra thousand dollars, no, you wouldn't suddenly have the money. But when you see the value, the necessity, the worth in an investment, in a choice, in a decision, you figure it out. So can you suddenly see that the story that I don't have the money, of course you don't have the money, quote unquote, nobody has the money. It's not exactly 100% true, but right, 
even people, this is true for even people who do have the money, right? If you have thousands of dollars saved, I've had enough conversations with people and I've done it enough myself that even if you quote unquote do have the money, the guilt in investing in ourselves is still there because it's not about the money. Because it is about not seeing enough value in yourself, not believing in yourself enough to invest in your transformation. That's in large part why so many people keep buying all the books, keep buying all of the $47 workshops and the $97 offers and the $97 courses, downloading all the free content, right? Listening to the free podcasts and not taking action. Because you want transformation, but the part of you that is comfortable with the level of survival mode that you're in, the part of you that is afraid of transformation, the part of you that is afraid of what it's going to take to make the changes, that part of you is holding back. That part of you says, we're not worth it. We're not worth a thousand dollars. Are we really going to change? Could it really work? So next time you find yourself wanting to invest in something, whatever it is, buying a new shirt because it makes you feel sexy, right? Because it feels like what your highest self would wear or wearing a red lip because it feels like what your highest self would do or investing in the course, going on the retreat, quitting the job, taking the time off, whatever. If you feel the story of, I don't have enough money, pause and remember this, like, wait, wait, wait. Is that objectively true? Or is that a disempowered way of saying, I don't believe in myself? Really take that in. Is, I don't have the money right now, just a way of saying, I don't believe in myself? enough to make it work, enough to figure it out. Are you really subconsciously telling yourself, I guess I don't want it that bad. I don't think I deserve it. It couldn't happen for me. Because chances are you might be. And it's the same thing with time. Oh, I don't have enough time. Really? How much time do you spend on Instagram? How much time do you spend on Facebook compulsively checking your email, text messaging, watching TV? That same story, right? What is the underlying actual truth? And here's the thing. When you start to look at the actual underlying truth, you can even then, you might still decide not to make the investment in yourself. That's okay. The important thing is to make an empowered choice of, okay, it's actually right now more important to me to save money or to pay off debt than to transform my life in this way. Cool. Great. That's an eyes wide open, empowered decision. It's actually more important to me to spend time um, with my family. I don't know. Spend time cleaning up my house. If you have a house and there are projects you want to do, home improvement projects, right? It's more important to me to invest my time in my home, my physical environment, than in my transformation right now. Great. Empowered choices. Empowered decision making. 
You get that? So those are the two big common excuses I see for not investing in your transformation, right? So hopefully by doing some investigation there, really looking at and investigating your excuses if I don't have time and I don't have money, because if you find the value in something, you will invest in it. You will make the time, you will find the money, period. And by the way, find the money means you might find the cash or you might find like, okay, I'm going to decide to open a credit card and believe in myself. I'm going to decide to take on a little bit more debt in order to make this change and make this transformation because then I know when, I, when I'm living at my, as my highest self, I can pay it off and it'll be easy. Or I know that it's worth it to not be suffering. Or I know that I will actually end up paying it off and saving money because when I feel less miserable... I won't, I'll be more productive. I won't need to kind of numb out with Netflix as much. I won't spend $20 on a bottle of wine every other day. I won't go out with my friends as much and spend so much money because I'll feel super happy. I won't spend as much on whatever. Empowered choices around your transformation. Get really real with yourself. Why are you actually avoiding it? Okay. And then here are, once you've gotten to the point of, okay, you know what? Actually, yes, I am investing in my transformation. I'm going to take the time to get up an hour earlier and do a daily alignment practice. I'm going to listen to what Chelsea says and trust that she knows what she's talking about. Because by the way, I do. Daily alignment practice will change your life. It's so simple. It's all so simple. But one of my... Uh, favorite, more masculine teachers, Brendan Burchard, common sense is not always common practice. He always says that common sense is not always common practice. And in fact, common sense is often not common practice. So all those common sense things that you know you would be better off if you did, ditch the should, right? None of this, we know what we should be doing, whatever. Should is just a crappy word, right? So the things that you know your life would improve if you did, the things you know would improve your life if you did them, those are the common sense things, right? Personal development, so much of the basics, like we all know them. Why aren't you doing them? That's where you investigate, okay? So the three three crucial steps that you need for transformation usually people miss or gloss over step number two and or don't invest enough in step number one. So many people want to jump straight ahead, spend a little time in number one and then jump right ahead to number three. And the thing is, this is, it's not entirely a linear process. Okay. So let me, let me explain. Step number one, four, lasting transformation. Awareness. Simple, right? If you want to change, you have to be aware of what the problem is, right? You have to be aware of why you're self-sabotaging, where you're self-sabotaging, what are your patterns, what thought patterns do you keep thinking, what behavior patterns do you keep doing that are keeping you in the small, scared, stuck, broke, stressed survival mode, okay? And then also... Awareness of yourself. This is, I I talk about cultivating your observer self, your awareness. 
This is both awareness of the problems, big picture, and then the more you practice cultivating your observer self, the better you are able to pause and in real time be proactive instead of reactive. Because you are so self-aware that you can witness, ooh, that person just said something that really made me angry or sad and I want to lash out at them right now. When you have such a strong awareness muscle, a strong observer self, you can, instead of being like immediate reactive mode of someone says something that hurts you and you just lash out, you can pause or you just internalize it and are like, oh, I hate them, but I'm a piece of shit, so I deserved it, whatever. You can pause and be like, oh, I am noticing my intense reaction to this and using the strong observer self, I can make a conscious choice about how I want to respond rather than just reacting. Conscious choice, responding versus reacting. Okay, so that's part one. Become aware of what's up and cultivate your observer self so that you can in real time watch. Be like, oh, interesting. I noticed that I'm thinking these thoughts. Can I change them? Of course I can. These thoughts don't feel good. They make me feel crappy and contracted and low energy. Let me change them, right? That's the part one. Awareness. What's the problem? How are you feeding the problem in real time, right? Step number two. This is what a lot of people gloss over. Healing. And when I... Healing is like such a big category. What is healing? Oh my God. For me, what this is, is the addressing of the past wound, getting to the heart of where this behavior pattern, thought pattern, premature cognitive commitment, aka limiting belief, where did this thing come from, right? And what is the emotion that is charging this thought behavior pattern? Right, so this is about emotional release. There's some embodiment work in here. This is about letting go of the emotion, addressing any underlying wounds and memories that are still active, healing any of the trauma loops, doing some tapping, doing some addressing of the wound. Right, it's the same way that we would, if you got a cut on your hand, you wouldn't just like not look at your hand forever. And be like, ah, shit, every time someone touches it and freak out and lash out. No, you'd be like, all right, hydrogen peroxide, neosporin, band-aid, deep cut stitches. Okay, get some help if it's a really deep cut. Have someone help you out. Have someone help you clean it. Take the splinter out. Take the glass out. You'd open it up and kind of look at it and check in. Be like, oh, okay, yeah, there's still need a little more cleaning, need a little more work, right? Emotional wounds, mental wounds are the same And if you've got some stuff, some emotional wounds, mental wounds, energetic wounds, and this doesn't just mean big trauma, right? This means this is little things from when you were a little that you're like things that hurt you. It doesn't have to be just the big traumas, right? So looking at the wound, using some self-healing tools, getting help if you need it, getting help, getting help, getting help, letting yourself be supported and seen. 
That's part two. And part two is kind of an ongoing process, right? You come back to this, okay? Once you've kind of, you're aware of the thing, you're cultivating that observer self, you're doing some of the emotional release, doing some of the energetic healing, mental healing, physical healing, right? Then you get into the reprogramming and embodiment phase. That's phase three of lasting transformation. The embodiment piece is where you connect to your higher vision, higher self, right? It's where you connect to who you've always been. The whole, complete, empowered, confident, radiant, magnetic human who you are. That is who you naturally are. Embodying that self is part of part three, right? And that's kind of its manifestation work, its embodiment work, its energetic work, it's playing with your aura, your magnetic field, your energetic field, right? Chakra work. It's all of that work that helps you connect to and take action as the highest version of yourself, right? That's what it is. So that is part of part three. The other part of part three is the reprogramming. Right? Because here's the deal. Healing the underlying wound is amazing. It's going to release the charge, release that intense like trigger response that immediately kicks you into survival mode. That supercharged like, oh, now I'm triggered response, right? And a lot of these, the reason these are patterns is because you have been doing the same thing, thinking the same thing, responding the same way, reacting the same way for a long time. Therefore, there is a neurological, physiological, biological pattern that happens. You think a thought that creates a response, that creates a physical response, that creates feeling, right? Thoughts become things. Thoughts become form. And our body, your brain is designed to make life easy for you, so... Eventually, like your brain is designed to be programmed through neural networks. So when you think the same things over and over again, they eventually become an automatic thought pattern. So the reprogramming is in using your awareness self, decharging, discharging, clearing out and letting go the emotional attachment, right? That emotional charge that comes up when you think the same thought over and over again, right? Clearing that in in part two in the healing work. And then reprogramming it by saying like, oh, okay, I noticed that this same thought is coming up. Now that some of the anger, fear, frustration, sadness, grief, shame is discharged because I've been doing my healing work, when I notice the thought, I can notice it and not immediately feel like, oh God, I need to go cry and scream and hide. Or, oh God, I hate myself. Or, oh God, whatever. I hate that person. Whatever. And I still feel the feeling a little bit maybe, right? But I can make a conscious choice to say, hmm, right. I remember this is not the way that we think anymore. I rem- I'm going to think a new thought now. It would feel better to think, I am awesome. It would feel better to think whatever, right? You do, this is a lot of the work that I teach of how you create the new thought, how you do the journaling, right? I'm teaching it in my new manifestation workshop that's coming out soon. So, or that actually just came out. It's out when this episode will go out. Um, it's out already. So you can go get the manifestation workshop and learn a lot of this process. I'm teaching you the self-healing tools. I teach you also this in my Take Your Power Back digital course. So you have a lot of ways to go deeper into this work. But those are the three steps. Three 
they're not really steps because they're not necessarily like linear, right? You're going to come back to, come back to the healing part when something new comes up, just shift into the healing in real time when you're met, when you're in the stage three piece, right? Like it, it is not a hundred percent linear. Healing is not linear, right? We've all seen memes on Instagram to that effect. Healing is not linear and it's true. It's very true. So the one final note that I want to leave you guys with is that I often get asked this question by my clients of how do I know when I kind of, I get triggered in real time and I, I see this limiting belief, this limiting pattern, this self-sabotage coming up. How do I know if I need to go into the healing phase and do some embodiment work and do some emotional release, do some journaling, do some tapping, do whatever, whatever your self-healing tools are, some TRE, right? How do I know when I need to do that or if I just reprogram and choose a different thought, all right? So basically, when I get triggered in real time, I'm out in the world and my boss says something mean or I get a text, ominous text message from a friend like, hey, can we talk? Or my boyfriend's like, whatever, right? The answer that I generally give them is that you know based on your energy. So if a limiting thought comes up, funky thought comes up, and you all of a sudden feel super overwhelmed, you feel a big emotional wave, then there's some healing to do, right? And healing essentially, it just means that there's some emotion, some energetic motion, emotion, energy in motion, to move. Use your breath, use your sound, let out sound, let out a physical expression of like, I'm frustrated, Bleh. I'm angry, Rawr. whatever. That was not actually an anger sound. But you get what I'm saying, right? And this doesn't necessarily mean, right, we have to work with what we got. If your boss is like doing something crazy, probably don't in real time scream in their face. That might not be, right? But do maybe decide to go out and go into your car and let out a yell. Or decide, okay, I, tonight I'm going to set aside 15 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes for an embodiment practice, and I'm going to let out this rage and this frustration, right? I'm going to tell my husband, tell my wife, tell the kids, like, I'm good, but I need a few minutes. I'm going to go close the door and let out some let out some stuff, right? Or punch a pillow or decide to go to a boxing class or whatever, right? Let it out. Let it out, let it out. If, however, when the thought comes up, the behavior comes up, whatever, you feel yourself get triggered. There's more just the texture of like, ugh, this again? Really? I'm feeling this right now? Fear? We're not, okay, all right. It's almost like it's just this little like annoyance texture. That's when you know, oh, I'm good. I've really cleared out a lot of the emotional underlying pattern, right? The the emotional store that was charging this pattern and kind of taking over I've cleared so much of that that now I can just decide switch into the new thought this is how you know when you're not spiritually bypassing because if you are just like oop feeling a negative emotion gotta just think a positive thought you're spiritually bypassing and you're not allowing yourself enough time in the healing phase of releasing the emotion and addressing the underlying wound 
that's going to create a funky energetic dynamic, funky manifesta- manifesting, funky results, roller coaster results, still feeling funky, like things look good on the outside, I'm thinking positive, but why isn't my manifestation working? Like any of those things are generally indicators that you missed step two. So go back to step two. Do your healing. Do your healing work. And you guys know if you need support, I mean, my guided practices give you help. My courses give you help. I have free resources. And you can also reach out to me and we can jump on a breakthrough session to knock this out really quickly and to help identify, right, where might you be getting stuck in this process, in these sort of three keys for transformation that you need. That's breakthrough sessions are designed as the name suggests, to give you a really quick breakthrough. So you get a 90-minute session with me and then seven weeks, seven, seven weeks, seven days, one week of text, audio support with me. So whenever you reach out, we work through things quickly for integration, for uh, continued movement, and for you to feel really supported. And then we do a check-in um, on, on a week after your original session to talk about like, all right, What's shifted? Where do you still have questions? What's your action plan moving forward? So it's a really fantastic way to have a really, I mean, a really transformational week. The results in these are incredible. So if you feel called, I'm going to drop the link in the show notes, as well as for any of the other resources I mentioned. If you want to check things out, if this feels inspiring for you, please do. And if this feels inspiring, if you like what I do on the podcast, please share it in your Instagram stories, share it on Facebook, share it with your friends and family. And if you have iTunes, get yourself onto iTunes, leave a rating and review. Please, please, please subscribe, share it, help me get out this free content, help me get these resources to people. Because I want as many people as possible who really are feeling financially stuck to have the opportunity to change their lives. And if you apply the things that I teach you in this podcast, you will change your life. So share it, share the love, and let me know what if any questions you have. Slide into my DMs if the kids are still saying that. I don't know. Email me, DM me, message me. And the best place actually to reach out is join our Survivor to Thriver community. The Survivor to Thriver community is linked in the show notes as well. I do an additional training, Survivor to Thriver Unleashed. It's a live training. You can ask me your questions, get hot seat coaching. Every week in the Survivor to Thriver community, the link is in the show notes. Head over there, join us. Make sure you fill out the questions to get in because I read those and I like to hear from you. It helps me create trainings and podcasts that are designed exactly for what you need most. So definitely fill those out. Join us in the community. And then if you have questions, tag me in there. That's the best place to get my support. And I might even record an episode or do something specifically, do a training specifically for you, which is basically a chance to get coached by me, helped by me, supported by me for free. Loving you so much. Thank you for listening. Thank you for hanging with me. Thank you for your support. And I will talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Survivor to Thriver with Chelsea Quint. I am so grateful that you did. 
please go ahead and subscribe, rate, and review the podcast now if you're not already subscribed. And go ahead and share this episode, especially if it resonated with you. Share it across social media or with someone who you know would benefit. Stay tuned for more episodes as well as guided practices every single week. And as always, let me know what you think by following me on Instagram at chelsea.quint or sending in a voice note so that you can get some guidance, some feedback, and some insight on one of the next episodes. Have a great rest of your day. I'm sending you so much love.